Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. I want to tell you something. This is going to be an exciting show. I had this show prepared by 3 o'clock this afternoon. It takes me a couple of days to put it together and uh, finalize it. Since 3 o'clock, things are happening in this country that are changing everything. Let me start with this. The last two days have been fantastic when it comes to political news. The congressional hearing yesterday, where the uh, FBI director, Jim Comey, and Admiral Rogers said, no Obama tapping of Trump's telephone. Okay, very simple. No surveillance, no nothing. That puts that aside. Uh, Then the issue became Trump's alleged ties with Moscow. All right. Trump and and or his campaign staff alleged ties with Russia. And Kumi, the FBI director, tells us this investigation has been going on since July. We all thought when it broke in October, that's when he found out. He was into this three months earlier, okay? Now, a lot's going to deal I haven't gotten to today yet, by the way. (laughs) I'm still in yesterday. With Trump's tax returns. And they will be obtained. Because a congressional committee, such as the one that is investigating, one in the Senate and one in the House, are investigating uh, these alleged charges of the tie-in with Moscow. Under a 1924 law, have the right to subpoena someone's tax returns, even a president, without Trump's permission, they merely serve a subpoena on the IRS. So it's going to come out. The last time this was used, by the way, with regard to a president was in 1974 during the Nixon impeachment proceedings. So it sort of fits. Now, what are they going to find? I've been saying A man who's so adamant about not wanting to share his tax returns must have something to hide. This audit thing is bullshit. He's probably being audited. Maybe he isn't, though, because the IRS can't say whether he is or not. Uh, But whatever, what does he have to hide? And I've always felt he's done business in Russia. He's borrowed money from Russia because 10 years ago he couldn't borrow money any place in this country. Uh, So he had to borrow money in Russia. He had to be doing business with Russia. Putin would love to have done business with him. You know, here's a big guy in America. This gives Putin another friend in America. And obviously they sound like friends because Trump never says anything bad about Putin. He's a good guy, et cetera, et cetera. And Putin has not done anything with regard to challenging Trump on anything he's been doing. So, Excuse the way I'm going to put it, they're asshole buddies. But are they? Anyhow, the big thing that's come up is money laundering. Money laundering. When did you hear this money laundering thing before? Not till today, okay? I picked it up yesterday. I I researched deeply into the Internet. I picked it up yesterday. And in the evening news, 6 o'clock news tonight, they're talking about money laundering. Now, I'm going to get to money laundering in a minute. Stay with me. Money laundering. I think, and if this nothing had happened tonight, I was prepared to tell you, 
I don't believe that Trump will finish out his term. He's one to two years away from impeachment. And why? Because he committed some crimes, but that's not the issue. He lied to the American public. You understand, I've never been to Russia. I don't know Putin. I've never done business in Russia. It's going to come out. And I don't know it's there, but my gut feeling tells me it has to be. And it's going to bury him big time. Tonight, today, this evening, remember Paul Manafort? He was Trump's first campaign manager in the presidential campaign. And then it came out that Manafort had done a lot of business in Russia, and they didn't want him. He couldn't. He was not good for Trump. Things were bad things were being said about Manafort, which would grease on to uh, Trump. So Trump let him go. Well, it was announced tonight, and this came out yesterday during the congressional hearings, that three of the possible witnesses were going to be Carter Page, Roger Stone, Paul Manafort. And this has to do with business dealings between Russia and Trump, uh, Russia and United States banks, certain banks in the United States. And these three guys are doing business with Trump purportedly and doing business with Russia. They're purportedly or allegedly connected. All right. Let me say before I go any farther, he doesn't keep his word, Trump, and this is going to hurt him, too. Remember the Keystone Pipeline? I said when Keystone signed the papers here, what, six weeks ago, you got to use American uh, steel pipes. Oh, yes, we're using American pipes. Well, it was announced today that the Keystone Pipeline is not using American pipes because they don't have to. The agreement doesn't require it, even though the president said it on national television as he was signing an order uh, permitting the Keystone Pipeline job to proceed. The other thing is it was announced today, too, that his son, Eric, who has nothing to do with the White House or government, he and his brother, Donald Jr., are running the business together. Uh, he's looking, he has applied, he has to get permission from the government to hire 64 foreign employees, okay, for a, a wine farm somewhere in Virginia or someplace. Uh, we're supposed to, America for Americans, we want American employees doing the work. What the hell is this kid hiring these people for? The other thing is, this has been said for the last two or three months at the Trump Hotel in Washington, the new big place. They've got foreign employees there under similar circumstances, and Trump does nothing about it. Okay. Now, I was talking to you about money laundering. This is beautiful. Russia and money laundering. It, there's an investigation going on, has been going on, not just by the, the FBI in this country. Uh, this involves... Britain, the United States, and Russia. British banks and U.S. banks are involved in a money laundering scheme. You know, you got, you got dirty money. The money comes from criminals, Russian government people, and the KGB. That's where it comes from. And it's dirty, though, because it was illicitly obtained. And they call this the way they clean it with regard to the Russia, to Britain, and the United States – Global laundromat, the global laundromat. Cool. From 2010 through 2014, in those four years, $20 billion was cleaned, was laundered, which came from Russia to British and American 
banks, okay? Now, somehow, this is tied in to Carter Page, Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, who are tied into Donald Trump. Okay, I can't tell you specifically. I'm just telling you where this thing all of a sudden is going in the last 24 hours publicly. One other thing, Putin. Well, Putin's first name is Valdemir. Vladimir, Vladimir, I'm sorry, Vladimir. Putin, Vladimir's cousin is Igor Putin, okay, Igor. Igor sits on the board of the Moscow Bank, which holds the accounts involved in the money laundering, where it starts. Igor, Putin's, now, where am I here? Wild stuff, isn't it? Uh, There was something else that's escaping me. Hold on for a minute. Uh, Oh, Paul Manafort. The Paul Manafort thing broke today because the Ukraine government, the government of Ukraine, is looking to arrest him because of some bad deal he got the Ukraine involved in with Russia. And that's what broke all this stuff today. The, The Ukraine is looking to arrest him. There'll be extradition proceedings when this happens and everything else, but it involves Russia. The whole thing is opening up. Can you tell? Can you sense it? All right. Now, moving on from that, I want to go to the wall. This is a, turns out to be Trump night. (laughs) I was anti-Trump from the beginning. I'm sorry, this man's not healthy for the United States. Let me say something else before I get to the wall. I watched today, uh, because I'm a political junkie, I watched 99% of the uh, Judge Neil Gorsuch's uh, time before the Senate committee, the Judiciary Committee, who are giving it, who have to give advice and consent to his nomination. Uh, interesting. This guy's terrific, by the way. I've got to say, he's a Republican appointee, tends to be conservative. I think he'd make, he's going to make a hell of a judge. Uh, and it's on the news tonight, six o'clock, that Judge Neil Gorsuch's hearing for this evening. And supposedly for the rest of the week has has been put on hold because they believe anything that Trump did, whoever made this decision, has to be put on hold right now. Why? Unless there's some problem with Trump. Okay? The Mexican wall. Remember during the campaign, who's going to pay for the wall? Mexico, the people. 10,000 people will shout in unison, Mexico. Who's going to build the wall? Mexico, the same 10,000 people yelling in unison. Not now. I'm telling you, not never. Uh, Trump has changed his tune. He's not saying now, we'll build the wall. Who's going to pay to build the wall? Mexico. He's saying we're going to build it, but Mexico won't pay us, as we all know. So we're going to build it because we had a present danger and problem. And then we'll seek reimbursement. Let me update you on the wall. Mexico isn't going to spend a penny on that wall. I don't know how one nation can tell another nation they're going to have to spend all this money. Uh, And in the end, you're going to find if we do put up this wall, it's going to be with our money and we're never going to get reimbursement. Now, Let me update you on the wall. I'm smiling as I'm saying these things because they're wild what's coming out the last 48 hours. 
the United States government has posted a contract notice on a government website. What's a contract notice? It's a notice you can bid on a job. And the job that's open for bid is the Mexican Wall. They're bidding for the United States to do it and pay them, whoever the contractor is. And the written proposals must be in by March 29th. That's what, a week away, a week and a half. The budget that just went to Congress has the Mexican wall in it, too. I'm laughing. This guy said they were going to pay for it. It's only looking at this time for a $2.6 billion down payment. What a down payment. $2.6 billion dollar down payment. There's two parts to this wall. There's the wall, and then you got to have a place for people to walk through and for vehicles to go through, so that's another portion. It is estimated out of this $2.6 billion down payment, and the, listen to this, the wall will cost $6.5 million a mile to build. $6.5 million a mile to build. And the, the, the fence, the part the, of the fence, the wall that's for pedestrians and vehicles, will only cost $1.8 million a mile to build. Uh, these numbers are significant. But what's more significant is the total estimated cost of this project to build the entire wall. No one's sure. The numbers right now are running between 12 to $21 billion, 12 to $21 billion, which means if you understand government and construction work, it's going to cost us over $30 million in taxpayer dollars. Okay, you like all these things? These are cool. Uh, that's enough for Trump. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, this is terrible. You know why our... Our country is crumbling. Our presidency is crumbling. If you supporters of Trump don't see it, you, you should be aware. It's your country as well as mine. I don't like Trump. I didn't like Trump. I said all kinds of bad things would happen with him. Never expected anything like this, though, I got to tell you. He is on his way to doom because they're going to tie him into something before they're done. He's going to have to get the hell out or he's going to get impeached. Uh, and then we're going to have Pence for president. Oh, my God. Anyhow, uh, it's a bad situation. Our country is crumbling, falling apart. Uh, nothing seems to be going right for Trump. And I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if the House of Representatives passes the Affordable Care Act that they're proposing Thursday night. I will be shocked. And if it does get passed there, it's going to die in the Senate. But I don't think it's even going to get out of the House. The man is not having success anywhere. Uh, let me tell you about the judge. I skipped the judge there for a minute. I like this judge, Neil Gorsuch. i got to tell you why. I'm a retired lawyer, so I understand judges. This guy is a smart man. I sense he's a humble person, too. Knowledgeable. Uh, I've got. I, I think he's the best. He's top shelf as a jurist. Now, you have to understand this. The Democrats cannot block him from getting nominated. They don't have the votes. 
They've been break. They broke his chops all day today. The questions that some of the Democratic senators uh, asked him, they should be ashamed. They should be ashamed for asking these ridiculous, stupid questions, trying to make a mockery out of this man. Uh, he is a conservative, but he's a thinker. He's a legal thinker. And I'm going to tell you something. I follow these judges have for years. This is the first thinker I've seen on that court, new thinker going on that court in years. They're good judges, the others, but they're not thinkers. He is not a Scalia. I do not see him as a Scalia who was far to the right, uh, nor do I see him as Alito or a Thomas, who are also far to the right, who are under Scalia's wing. I suspect he's going to be a conservative to the right, but he'll swing liberal on occasion. He isn't going to be hard-ass. He will swing liberal on occasion, maybe frequently, more than expected. See, some Supreme Court justices who get nominated and sit on the bench surprise the, everyone. They surprise the people, the president who appointed them, the, the, the Senate who approved them, the American public. Uh, let, me, let me give you two examples. Chief Justice Warren. Warren ran for the, pre, the Republican nomination for president against Eisenhower in 1952. Warren at the time was the governor of California. A strict, a strict. Uh, he he was a conservative. He was to the right, strict, strict. Eisenhower won the election, but Eisenhower took the man he defeated. There was a vacancy on the United States Supreme Court, Chief Justice, and he appointed Warren to be Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. If you read any of Eisenhower's thoughts or writings going back to that time. He tells us the worst mistake he ever made because Warren went from a conservative to a liberal. Everything was liberal in his decisions, and it frustrated the hell out of Eisenhower. Then let's go to Justice Souter. He just retired about four or five years ago uh, from New Hampshire. He was a strict conservative, way to the right. That's why he got the seat. He got it under one of the Bushes. I think Bush won. That's why he got the seat, because he was conservative. He didn't participate in or write a conservative decision the whole time he was on the Supreme Court bench. He turned liberal immediately. So you really don't know what's going to happen when someone gets anointed to the United States Supreme Court. And that's the story on the judge. Okay. We know, without question now, except we don't know the details, that a foreign government, Russia, attempted to interfere and did interfere, if you accept what was said yesterday by uh, FBI Director Kumi, Russia interfered with our recent presidential election. This happened once before in our history. Isn't that amazing? Once before in our history. 1796, yep, 1796, the race was between John Adams and Alexander Hamilton. Well, here's the story. 1976 is the election. Britain and France had had a war that got resolved the year before the election, 1795. But the Brits and the French were always fighting. They hated each other. And both, for some reason... 
wanted the support of the United States and the friendship of the United States to the detriment of the other. You got to come with me, France said, and screw Britain. You don't do business with them. And Britain said the same thing, vice versa. Now, Adams supported the United States doing business with Great Britain. George Washington supported Adams in this regard, which I find strange because 20 years before, these guys were killing each other on the battlefields during the Revolutionary War. Alexander Hamilton supported France. His position was, we owed a debt to France because of the way they assisted us during the Revolutionary War. France was real hard about this thing. They were hard-ass. And they said that if Adam wins and does not support us, they knew Hamilton would support them if he won, but they said if Adam wins and does, does not support doing business with us, we will invade the United States. Isn't that wild? They were going to attack and invade the United States. Adams won. There was no invasion. But there was another time when... Someone was trying to influence our election, and the way they were trying to influence it, France was saying, we're going to attack your country if you don't vote for this guy. At least they were open about it. They weren't sneaky like like Russia. David Rockefeller, Rockefeller family, three generations of big names. Uh, they helped make this country economically. They, they also were robber barons three generations ago, built railroads, everything. Uh, and they became wealthy by stealing three generations ago and subjecting people and places to all kinds of, of bad situations. They were thieves, but the family made money, and then the last two generations have been very responsible people. One, a vice president of the United States, one of the Rockefellers. Uh, David Rockefeller was chairman and CEO of Chase Manhattan Bank. Uh, he just died yesterday at the age of 100 and one, 101. He's the last living member of the direct Rockefeller family. Uh, what did he do? Well, he was a banker. He made a lot of money banking. He was involved in all kinds of big deals. But he did do one thing uh, that I think is significant, and most people in New York City do. He was a wealthy, active, prominent New York citizen, and he was involved with urban renewal for the good of the community. And he, at that time, going back whenever the Twin Towers were built that went down on 9-11, he said, you know, lower Manhattan, is a, is a, it was a dump. Uh, it was poor economically. No one went there. It was garbage town. And he said, we've got to do something so we can make lower Manhattan vital and active and make money for the community. And he suggested these 200-story uh, towers. Got to give him credit. His idea, he pushed it because he had the power, and it got built. And that was his big thing during his lifetime. I've been talking about ro robots a lot. For the past year, I talk about them, I write about them. Uh, they're just, but I was behind, I was ahead. I was about nine months ahead of every, the newspaper and the media talking about them. Uh, I, I, I believe, for example, Trump is talking now that we've got to bring the jobs back from Europe, get the American companies to come back here, so the employees in Europe will now become American and we'll have our American people will work again. The only thing he's failing to see 
and anyone who talks this line is failing to understand, is those jobs should have been fought for 20, 30 years ago. There ain't going to be that many jobs coming back, and the reason is the American companies in Europe are using robots more and more, and if they have to transfer a plant here, they're going to use even more robots. So the issue is not that these plants returning after a quarter of a century are going to create jobs for our people. The issue is what jobs can we create for our unemployed unemployed people on our own? Because the robots are going to be the big people in getting things done. And just about every conceivable job, and I'm telling you, and I've been saying this for weeks now, in the next presidential election, this is going to be a big issue, the robots and how are the humans in America going to work. Why am I telling you about this tonight? Well, we got to go to Dubai, you know, in the United Arab Emirates. They have robots in Dubai, and this is what they're doing. They, they are having, and they are the first in the world for this, robotic policemen. Robotic policemen, yes, in Dubai. In May, they will be there. They anticipate that by 2030, 25% of the entire police force in Dubai will be robots. Now, they're, they're set up. Dubai's set up like New York City and any major city. You've got a lot of little police stations here and there uh, with whatever the number of uh, police officers and lay employees are. They believe they believe, uh, the Dubai officials, the Arab officials, that they can eliminate by the use of robots as policemen. And by the way, I saw pictures of the robots. They look like policemen. They, they got the uniform, the hat, and everything else. They don't look human, but they look good. They can eliminate the employees for one whole police station. Significant dollar savings, apparently. want to tell you about the new prostitution. Might as well end on a big note. The new prostitution. It's a result of the economy we live in today. All right? It's a girlfriend experience. Uh, what's happening is this. You have college girls. I'm talking about girls 18 to 21, 22. It tops 24. Uh, they've got to pay college debt. They've got tuition, room and board. They can't afford it. They've got school loans to pay. They can't afford it. Some just want to buy nice clothes. They can't afford it. And some do this for fun. They've turned turned themselves into prostitutes, high-class prostitutes, not street walkers, no pimps, none of that. Uh, what they do is they have sugar daddies. They are sugar babies. And they only go out with very wealthy men, men of influence, who would like to take a young lady out. Uh, who is good company at dinner, and she's intelligent, and she can speak well. He, she can also join with other couples of a similar nature, and friends can socialize in an evening. They can see a play together. Then they go to bed. Uh, now, sometimes it's for a night. Sometimes it's just for three or four hours. Sometimes it's for a whole night. Sometimes for a weekend. Sometimes for two to four weeks someplace on a major vacation. How do these girls get paid? They get paid big-time money. All right. They only work by the hour or by the contract, written contracts. Uh, four or five hundred dollars is the minimum fee per hour. So if you go to dinner, you go to the show and you go back to the hotel to have some sex, uh, this costing this guy a couple of grand without a tip. Uh, some 
get paid, and this is this is on the extreme, five, up to $5,000 an hour. Trust me, up to that amount. It's got to be great sex. And these guys got a lot of money. The girls are all classy, educated, beautiful, okay? And they, they know how to handle themselves. Uh, some of them have contracts. They'll see a guy one night a week, specified Thursday every week for so many hours, and they get paid for on a that's better to have the contract. It's good for a year, and you get better than four or five hundred dollars an hour. Uh, the ladies are treated very well. The men consider them whores. The ladies do not consider them whores, but the men treat them well. They don't think they're oppressed. They say the women who are working for seven to ten hours in a retail store or McDonald's, they are the oppressed ones. This is big time in this country, my friends. These girls work two nights a week, tops three, and they're making six-figure money a year. Are they crazy? I don't know. If it wasn't that it's not the right thing to do, they're smart. What can I tell you? That's the show. I'm sorry for raising my voice. That's the show for tonight. Thank you for joining me. I enjoyed the show tonight, especially the first part of it. Talk with you next week.